0: Welcome to I Love Palm Beach. We talk about everything Palm Beach County, Florida has to offer and why you should make it your home. We are a team of real estate professionals who love where we live. And we want to show you why you will love Palm Beach too. You'll learn about our hobbies and our lifestyle stories for fun and amazing things to do. Follow in our search for stories to find the best of. Whether it's a specific food or service, Palm Beach has it all and does it bigger and better. Or follow our local hero stories to discover the amazing people who call Palm Beach home. And now, here's your host, Rebecca Giacova.
1: Good morning, everybody. We are here with a wonderful person who's been involved in our county politics for quite a while. It's former Mayor Maria Marino, and she's now running for county commissioner. So she's still very, very active in Palm Beach County. She formerly worked primarily in Palm Beach Gardens and did some amazing, wonderful things in gardens. So um, I just wanted to say hello and find out how you guys are handling everything. With the pandemic. Hi, Rebecca,
2: Maria Marino. Nice to hear from you. And just to let you know, I am still currently a city council member. I am on my... Okay, perfect.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. And
2: we have a reorganization meeting tomorrow night where we have a, a new council member joining us by the name of Chelsea Reed. So the city has been really, really crazy busy trying to stay ahead of the curve. And making sure that the community is getting all the information they need. We update our city website daily with information, and we include information on that website that has to do with county information, CDC information, you name it, school board information, healthcare district, and also a very valuable resource to everybody is the county's website because the county also has daily briefings, and Mayor Kerner and Administrator Rodinia Baker, and today, Darcy Davis from the healthcare district, were all sharing information about the testing site over at Ballpark of the Palm Beaches. So there is a ton of information out there. And I would say to people don't get your information by looking at Facebook. Get your information by going directly to the sources like the CDC, like the county's website, because there's a lot of misinformation and disinformation out there right now.
1: I agree with you. And I really want to say I appreciate you taking the time to speak with us during this time. Yeah, I see a lot of misinformation on Facebook and I see a lot of people that are in panic mode and we do not want to put that information out there. We want to be sensible. We want to do the right things. We want to be positive. I also see a lot of positive support, so on a good note, I want to say that. But I want to get back to business as normal. I want to talk about what's going on in the county, what are our prospects for the future, what's on the horizon for Palm Beach County.
2: Well, that's an interesting question because how we did business a month ago is not going to be how we do business in a month from now. We don't okay. know what. The, Great to we hear. Don't know what the Mm -hmm. landscape is going to look like. We don't know how many businesses are, you know, smaller businesses that have had to close their doors. Are they going to be able to be back in business? I mean, when you think of the fact that everybody across the board is being impacted by this, it's not like we can just flip a switch when this is all over and go back to business as usual. Because it won't be.
1: Yes, I agree with you. And I'm trying to be a little optimistic. But yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of things we're going to see, and we're going to maybe have to have you come back and help everybody navigate this. But what were our plans for the future? And what do you see that's still going to be able to take place?
2: Well, from my perspective, the thing that's always important to me, and maybe maybe this is a great springboard for it, is that I'm a believer of smaller government, and I think we really need to go through the budget that we have right now and see if there's any wasteful spending. And quite frankly, something like this is going to make us do that more rapidly than we thought we were going to. I am a believer of, you know, where is every dollar going? Do we have redundancies? Do we have three different boards that all do the same thing? If we do, then maybe we should only have one. How accurate are we when it comes to maintaining information, keeping information? Are we doing everything online? Are we still writing checks, you know, handwritten checks and and issuing those? and the answer to some of those questions are yes the county is still doing things not as current as they should be so that is something well, i would like to see done and i have a feeling now that we've gone to virtual and that you know people are working off of their computers we are going to have to become more digital more computer literate and hopefully the equipment that the county has is up to date and I can't say yes or no whether it is or not because I'm not there. And I love mm-hmm. when, when I love when when people who are campaigning say, "When I get in office, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that." And you really don't know what you can accomplish until you get there. You can have goals, and as I said, you know, my goal mm-hmm. is smaller government. Let's make sure there's no wasteful spending. I can't say I know there's wasteful spending, and here's where it is because. I'm not actually privy to that information yet. So it's a caveat that I send out to all other politicians. Don't promise anything that you absolutely can't deliver.
1: Yeah, because until you get there, you don't really know what the world is. And I see that all the time too. And I absolutely agree with you. I think through this bad time, we're going to learn how to do things remotely, easier, more automated, online. I know everybody's been pushing people to be online, but this is going to force people to actually do it. I'm enjoying it a little bit, being able to use technology. I'm getting a lot more done. I'm learning a lot. I'm learning about Zoom. I had always attended meetings before in Zoom, but didn't host them so often. And I absolutely love it. So I'm excited to see that happen. And I'm sure there is some redundancies, but Once we get them all together, we can simplify. What would your goals be for Palm Beach County? Uh, Where do you see us going? I feel like we still have a lot of growth. I feel like We've got a lot of people from the north that are coming down.
2: Growth has to be done Mm. wisely, though. And I'll give you an example. You know, I've been in politics a whole four years. This has not been my life's (laughs) journey. Um, Yes, I think you're also in
1: real estate with me, right? (laughs) Yes,
2: I am. uh, You know, I've been an independent contractor most of my Mm -hmm. adult life. So if I didn't Mm -hmm. work, I didn't get a paycheck. I didn't have anybody to fall back on besides me. And there's a lot of other people in that position right now. And so when I look at government and like I said, I have a whole full years of experience through my role with the city council of Palm Beach Gardens. If I can use the city of Palm Beach Gardens as an example, because I know I hear a lot of people saying, oh, we're just, you know, we're just growing leaps and bounds. Well you know, the city of Palm Beach Gardens is 60 years old. And when we were incorporated in 1959, the people that were sitting at the table, their vision for Palm Beach Gardens was we're going to be 50,000 people in eight years. Now, when Palm Beach Gardens was incorporated, the size of Palm Beach Gardens was basically less than what the entire PGA National is. So I'm just giving you right, a way to think a about Right, that's a really good signs. analogy, yeah. Well, now, and that's, I think it was roughly like 3,000, 3,500 acres. Don't hold me to that number, it's, but it's in that range. Well, fast forward 60 years, and the city of Palm Beach Gardens is now 55,000 people, depending on who you talk to. And we are mm-hmm. roughly 60 square miles. So... Wow. When people say, "Wow, we you know we've grown exponentially so quickly," I, I want to say to them, "No, actually, we haven't. The city of Palm Beach Gardens hasn't grown exponentially. We have grown smartly, and the vision of fifty thousand people in eight years took us sixty years to do." So, right, right. Really, what happens is when you have a good partnership between your elected officials and your administrators and everybody you know is working for the same purpose you do come up with a community that gives you the housing opportunities that you need, the employment opportunities that you need, the educational opportunities, and the play opportunities, as in parks and recreation or cultural. And the county does a good job of that. I mean, when you think of all the district parks we have and the local community parks, whether it's a county park or a city park, you know, we really try to have amenities for all the families that move here, whether you live in a gated community or not. And it's important to understand that, you know, there are a lot of communities in the county that are not gated communities. Now, the city of Palm Beach Gardens, we have, you know, a significant amount of gated communities, but then you go to other areas and there aren't any. So we have to remember that we have to have amenities for everybody that come here, whether they're inside a gate or not.
1: I agree. We have an amazing number of parks and recreations. I mean, you can find something that you never knew was there. You drive around the corner, and you're like, oh, my gosh, there's another park. So, yeah, they do an amazing, amazing job of that. My concern is with more people being drawn to here, are we going to be able to handle the infrastructure? I know we have quite a bit of building going on, more in the Western communities. What's your thought on that? So far, so good.
2: Funny you should ask. I actually chair Mm -hmm. the county's transportation planning agency. And our Mm -hmm. role, and its representatives, uh, we have 21 board members. And it's representatives from the county commission and from the municipalities. And we have one representative from the port. And we all meet once a month and talk and plan how the county is going to grow and do it by, you know, what are we doing to enhance streets, to enhance rail opportunities? We partner with Palm Chan to talk about better bus routes. So it's not something that is going unchecked, I guess is what I should say. As for the actual infrastructure... You know, there are projects that are funded by the state, there are projects that are funded by the county, and there are projects that are funded by the municipalities. It depends on actually who owns the road or who owns Correct. the mm-hmm. means of transportation. So, like, you know, if you see 95 getting improvements, and I'll give you an example, on North Lake Boulevard, you know, we're going to be improving the on and off ramps to 95 on North Lake Boulevard, and with the work that we did as the City of Palm Beach Gardens and the Transportation Planning, you can see, and FDOT, we actually took a plan that was brought to us and changed it so that it would be less intrusive, and also did not hinder business. And what I say by that is the first plan that came to us was this big, overarching, lots of looping streets and really taking a lot of private property to be able to expand the on and off ramps. Mm -hmm. Our engineers, our city engineers and county engineers all work with FDOT to really, really minimize that impact. So instead of having to put you know, countless people out of their homes. We don't have to do that.
1: We, instead of having, well, I surely appreciate that. That's (laughs) awesome. Yeah.
2: And, and it's just, you have to bring the right people to the table for the discussion,
1: right? People don't think about it. They want a solution to the problem. North Lake Boulevard is a huge complaint. I hear from people, but you've got to make the wise decision. It's not simple to just fix it, but I'm happy to hear it's happening. (laughs)
2: Yes. Yes. And, and, There are, on the, the county has what's called a long-range transportation Mm -hmm. plan. So you can see where in, you know, five years, these improvements are going to take place. In 10 years, our vision is that these improvements take place. In 20 years, we envision these improvements taking place. But the, the good thing about this is that we can add or subtract projects as we see them either not being as beneficial as originally thought, Or moving them sooner into the plan because they're more beneficial now than they will be later. It's a fluid process. And the one thing I have learned is you can't really set transportation in stone.
1: (laughs) You're absolutely right. Nothing is black and white. Things change. And through this pandemic, like you said, businesses might close down, things might change there could be other priorities. So I'm really happy to hear that it is a fluid process and it can be changed quickly.
2: And I have to tell you, I enjoy, well, that's just one of the many boards. I'm on. I'm probably on mm-hmm. 11 or 12 boards because of my role as an elected official in the city of Palm Beach Gardens. I'm on what's called the League of Cities, which is actually a group of all of our municipalities. So we have a board and we also have a general membership meeting every month. Where we all come together and we discuss problems throughout our different communities because sometimes one community might have had that same problem and had it and figured out a way to solve it. And so you can share that that whole process. So it's important that we have municipalities that sit and talk to each other. We are, I'm also on a board where we actually have, um, I sit with our current county commissioner and elected officials from the north end of the county because it's our district one, which is the district that I'm running for, for county commission. And we talk about issues within just our district and how can the county help us or how can we help the county with something? And so you see partnerships and and that's really important because people have to remember, we're not alone in all of this. And that's, right. why, mm-hmm. that's why when I'm talking to people now, and I'm, I'm phoning people, I'm phoning our consist, constituents every night, just calling mm. to say, hello, how are you? Can I send you in a particular direction? Do you know where to get info? Because there is plenty, as I said earlier in the beginning of the conversation, there is plenty of information out there. You just have to know where the accurate sources are. And that's a lot of what I pass on when I do my, my phone calls to our constituents every day.
1: Well, I think it's so important. I've only been here about 10 years. And I think that the county does a fabulous job with stuff. And I live in gardens, so that's special to my heart. But I come from Maryland where we had a lot of growth and they did not really handle the infrastructure well. Getting from point A to point B in Maryland now, it's a nightmare. And they've done some interesting things and some things that were financially good for the right people. But the quality of lifestyle has really gone down. So I really appreciate what's happening here as more and more people want to join us from the Northeast. I like to see that things are being managed and transportation and traffic and amenities and parks, they're all part of it. And I know that you were a supporter of Brightline. How do you feel Brightline is faring? And do you think it's going to make an impact? Well,
2: it's too Or virgin, to say, as we
1: call it. Uh, yeah. W-
2: whatever I, it is, the name, the name is Yeah, We need other opportunities to move people around. We need to be able to get people out of their cars. That's why Brightline and TriRail mm-hmm. are both important to our community. And they're important for different reasons. TriRail is a commuter rail. It truly is mm-hmm. a, it's like the local. You, you have the express or you have the local. Well, Tri Rail is the lower correct, line. and we don't have Tri Rail up in the gardens, but we
1: could, right?
2: But the only way we can get Tri Rail in the gardens is if we have Brightline and we have a station, uh, and that station would be on Alternate A1A just south of PGA Boulevard. And what that does is, you can either get on a train and go directly to Miami, or you can get on a train here in. Palm Beach Gardens and go to West Palm, you know, and if you're living in West, if you're living in West Palm, but working in the gardens, you can just hop on the train and come up here. It really, we have to give other, we have to give people other opportunities to move around other than in a car. But the most important thing about that, and it's called the first mile last mile is Mm -hmm. how do you get to the station? And then when you get to the station and you've done your travel, how do you get to where you need to be. So say you live Correct. in West Palm, you get, you know, mm-hmm. is there a circulator in West Palm that will take you to the station so you don't have to drive a car there? And then once you get to the gardens, is there a circulator that will take you to your job? And really that's the vision. The City of Palm Beach Gardens has done that with Treasure Coast Regional Planning Council, which is a, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's another council that I'm on the board of. And we are four different Counties. When I say that we're not alone in this, me as an individual, as an elected official, I can be as involved as I want to be with our city, our county, and other counties and our state. You just have to be able to put the time in. But going back to the whole uh, first mile, last mile, the city of Palm Beach Gardens has a plan where if we do have a bright line slash tri rail station here, we would foresee having maybe even an autonomous vehicle that does like a one or two mile loop around the city. So you get off the train, you can get on the circulator. You can go to the major employment hubs, which would be maybe downtown at the gardens or the gardens mall or the gardens medical center or the Palm beach state college or the governmental center or city hall. All of these would be within a one or two mile radius of the station and if you didn't have to get in a vehicle to get to where you wanted to go, think of how many people we would take
1: off the roads. Right, right. And I think people are open to it too. I think they want to do it. So it's going to be interesting how it's going I've to all pan I've heard a lot more out.
2: positives than negatives about it, is what
1: I can I mean, say. there's always the case that, you know, everybody's afraid if you put a station that there's going to be people from an area they don't find favorable are going to get, have a way to get to their area. That's always the big complaint. And I don't really see that we have that problem in our county, you know. I don't know what you think about that, but
2: well I, I'll tell you, maybe like, <laughs> you know. here's a fun thing. In one day, mm-hmm. because I had a meeting down in Broward. So in one day, mm-hmm. I drove to Trirail and met a coworker at Trirail Rail. We rode TriRail mm-hmm. down to Broward and it, just so happens that where our meeting was was right next to the Tri Rail station, so we walked to our meeting. When our meeting got over, it was after we missed the Tri Rail train, so we Ubered over to the Brightline station, and then we Brightlined home. So in one day, I you know
1: okay, well great way tri- to do line, it.
2: Use <laughs> Tri Rail, use Brightline, mm-hmm. use Uber. And carpooled. (laughs) So there are ways to take traffic off the road. We just have to keep setting our mind to doing it and making sure that we have the resources for it because, you know, we can't do this for free. Right, absolutely. You know, know, finding a way, and like we did with the, the county is we passed the infrastructure surtax so that we could deal with infrastructure improvements that we hadn't been able to deal with before. These are important things that the county, you know, we have a mechanism to do that. But we can only do that if the voters say, yes, we want that. You know, we can't just add taxes. It has to be voted on if we're going to add, you know, a surtax.
1: Right, absolutely. And then, you know, now we've got the Western communities popping up. I feel like they're almost making their own little villages and areas. And then I think the city of uh, Lake Worth, I guess they call themselves Lake Lake Worth Worth Beach Beach. now. They actually even have transportation to get people from the Western communities to the beaches. And I found that was interesting.
2: The hardest thing for us right now is the, you know, we have a lot of north-south roads. Right, we do. Between 95 and the Turnpike and Route 1 and Military Trail. And generally the buses do, you know, the buses and the trains do the north-south. It's the mm-hmm. east-west that we have to look at finding solutions for, you know, is there some kind of light rail that we can put down Southern Boulevard? Because when you think of what it costs to elevate the road, it's a lot of money. And we don't know, you know, if I, I wish I had a crystal ball and I could see into the future and I would know that uh, we were you know we were gonna have flying vehicles so we wouldn't even have to build more roads. You know, we would have right. personal personal transportation where okay put you know put a battery pack on your back and you could just you know be like Rocket Man and, and fly to the next location. <laughs> you
1: know, would how, be nice. Huh? How
2: far are we from that? We don't know. I know. And the number I'm giving you is not factual. But do you want to take a billion dollar mm-hmm. number? to make an improvement where in 10 years from now, there's no need for it. Right. You know, oftentimes what happens is we build it too late. We don't build it early enough.
1: (laughs) Right. right Exactly.
2: But we're, and, and there is not going to be any, unless we're, we're spending money right now on helping people get back to work and, you know, small business loans and unemployment, we're not going to be looking at those high dollar expenditures right now because we still need to make sure there are jobs for people to go to. That's the most important
1: thing. Well, I agree with you. And, and in conclusion where do you see this going? I feel like we're handling it well. Do you think this is going to be, I mean, I know none of us have a crystal ball, but because of all the people you connect with, where do you see this maybe ending up and wrapping up? You think we have 60 days, 90 days?
2: Oh my gosh. I wish, you know, if it were a perfect world, I would say, oh, You know, 14 days and we're done, but it's not. And I'm home right now. I'm I'm basically self-quarantined because I have an 84 and 87-year-old mom and dad that live with me. And my mom has Lyme disease. We're very nervous. And the precautions that we're taking are what we need to do. And I just hope that other people are really taking this seriously.
1: No, I think in the beginning there was some doubt, but I think people are getting pretty serious now.
2: I hope that's the case. And that's, I mean, that's what I hope and pray for every day. My hope is sooner than later because it's -hmm. it's affecting everything. I mean, we're doing our city council meeting tomorrow night. There are going to be two of us that will be at our council chambers and four of us that will be on Zoom because who's quarantined and who's not quarantined. And We're lucky that we can run business this way, but there are certain things you can't do with a Zoom meeting. We also, for our health, need to have socialization. We need to see people and not mm-hmm. just see them on a screen. We need to have other people around us or be actively involved with other people. Or even if it's, if, even if it's just six feet away from somebody that you can say hello to, we need that. We really need that. Well, so- I
1: think that we're resilient and we're making a way. I, I take care of a friend of mine too. And we had a doctor's appointment on WhatsApp yesterday. Yes, we're doing that tomorrow. Yeah. Have tele- and it tele- went health. really, really nicely. Yeah. So I think we're resilient. I think we're going to get through this. What can people of the county do to help besides quarantining? What is there? What are you asking people to do that can be helpful to others?
2: One thing is to really remain as calm and positive as possible. If you can pass on that calmness and po- is positivity a word? and <laughs> and and good I positive, and good positive <laughs> yes. thinking to other mm-hmm. people. Depression is a very real thing right now and people are scared and when you don't know what the future holds, you can get very nervous. So as corny as it sounds, we really need to be in a positive frame of mind and be able to share that positive frame of mind with other people because we need to realize there's a lot of people that are going to need help and we have to be strong enough mentally and physically to help them. That's the best thing we can do for everybody right
1: now. Okay. Well, thank you again for taking the time. I would love to have you come back whenever you like or you have something you'd like to share. So thank you again and we'll talk real soon.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's show, and we hope you visit again next week. Please share with your friends, and we look forward to showing you around our amazing city soon. Visit giarealty.com. That's G-I-A-R-E-A-L-T-Y, team.com. Or you can call us at 561-203-4661.